Hello, everybody. In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Vesfanon, we have the Sarsa Debras. And right after the Sarsa Debras, the Torah tells us that uh, these words Hashem spoke to the whole nation, uh, the whole congregation on the mountain, from the fire, the cloud, and the thick cloud, a big voice which did not yasaf. Okay, and Yosef is the question, what it means. And he wrote these words on these uh, two tablets and he gave them to me. So what does it mean, kol gadol v'lo Yosef? Rashi has two pshat in what it means. First pshat is he says it means v'lo pasak. It didn't stop. The voice didn't stop. And uh, I'm skipping, there's like a bracket. Some of Rashi have this, some don't. But it says, I'm skipping that, ki kolo chazak because the voice was strong and everlasting. So it didn't have to stop. And then the bracket says, it elaborates a little bit like a, a post of A person can't speak all their words in one breath, but Hashem uh, doesn't, that's not necessary. You can just keep going. So that's what it means. It's like the voice of Hashem, which he spoke, didn't have any breaks. It was like a normal human, a human who speaks, there's like pauses or breaks in their speech. But since the words of Hashem, Hashem doesn't need to take breaks. So it was a kol gad of lo yasaf. It was a loud voice that didn't stop. That's his first shot. And the second shot, lo yasaf, means lo yosef laharos bosupombi. He didn't add. Yosef here doesn't mean stop, but it means to add. So it means that he no longer added to show himself in this public setting, to appear in such a public setting. It means there's a kol god of lo yasaf, means there's this massive voice that Hashem made in this public way, and it never again will happen. This is a one time thing. So I guess I want to understand what's the idea of these um, two different shatam, or the two different ideas. I think it's really highlighting two different facets, aspects of Sinai, of the event of Sinai. The first is about the event of Sinai itself, and the second is about the uniqueness of the event of Sinai. The first is, is that the event of Sinai itself was designed by Kaddish Baruch Hu to be a clear um, in evidence for Klai Yisrael that HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks, so to speak, speaking to the people. That this voice which they heard is Anochi Hashem Alokecha, this is none other than, this is, this is not some natural force, this isn't is a human being, this isn't anything, but this is a force which is directly, a sound voice directly created by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And there's no way it could be attributable to anything else other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that was like part of the design that other miracles are like, who knows, maybe it's magic, maybe it's person has to supply the interpretation of the miracle based on ruling out all the other factors. There's no built-in interpretation. But here, it's the voice was, and it was clear to them, 100% clear, that this was uh, the voice uh, produced by Kadosh Baruch And it could be one facet which made it so convincing was it simply wasn't a, a normal speech which is reduced by a person, is pauses. It has some sort of a, it never, it doesn't keep going straight and steady, but a, a person is always produced by some force, which has to stop, and it pauses in between the words, and it's it's like it doesn't, it goes down. But this voice was produced like in an unwavering type of way. It was a kol gadav lo yasaf, means lo pasach. It means it was like clear that it was a, non uh, a never ceasing never weakening type of a voice
And it's like, it was like mucha manifest from the very voice itself, that it wasn't just loud, but it had like a property. It was super loud, but it also had this property, which was in uh, uncopyable, if you will, inimitable. There's no way that it was anything else. And that was like part of the, it was like part of the design of Sinai, that it was clear to the people that this was not a man. And that's why afterwards they said, no, we can't hear the voice of Hashem anymore. Moshe used to be dust. It was too much for them. Too overpowering. But that overpowering experience was valuable to create the U.S. Hashem, to convince them to, to, to experience the reality of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a way which was um, undoubtable. And uh, that impacted them. And then for all generations, they passed down the Torah and the event of Sinai became etched on their consciousness and passed down from father to son, father to son throughout the generations. So that's the first point. And then the second point is lo yasaf, hosif he'll never do it again. Rabbi is trying to show that this type of a communication was once in the history type of a communication. The Kaddish Baruch Hu generally doesn't reveal himself in such an open, manifest way. Generally, he reveals himself in a hidden way. To miracles are hidden, or when he speaks, he speaks to a Navi who's at a high level in a quiet, hidden way through his mind, the personal experience. But to have a Kaddish Baruch Hu breaking the, revealing himself and making his his um, existence known in a manifest, clear way, that's not the Derech of Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hashem's Derech is a person has to seek out a Kaddish Baruch Hu in his own right and look through the paths of Chachmah through discovery of the source of the, of that which he sees, even in the miracles. But to have this open Hiskalos of Kaddish Baruch Hu is, like, um, is not his Derech. And he did it one time in order to establish uh, Matan Torah. In order to, as uh, the first, because the first time, because it was necessary to create uh, the beginning of the Das and to give the people a confidence that Kaddish Baruch Hu speaks to man, and therefore they could know that when Moshe Rabbeinu tells them things, it's it's a result of a similar, uh, and, and not similar, but that it's the result of the knowledge that Akash Baruch communicates to man. So it was vital for them to experience this this one time, to set off the whole religion as uh, a foundation of Adnas. But it's it was at the very point, right? The Pasuk is when this Pshanashi, the very, the, the semantics of the Pasuk are telling us this is a one-time thing. Don't expect this ever again. And part of the fact that he doesn't do this again is part of what makes the Torah Asad It's now unchanging. The knowledge of the Torah is based upon a one-time event, and it will never happen again. That's part of what how we reject Navi Shekhar, because Navi Shekhar, the Ramban says, was not based on Sinai. Sinai was like a unique once-in-a-lifetime event, and it's never going to change, and never going to be any type of a and if, uh, any type of experience like that. And if anyone tries to reject the Torah, they know, we know about Torah, we know about Sina, where we heard this call, of, so to speak, of Hagash Baruch Hu. And it's like part of what gives the Torah its eternal nature is the fact that this happened once and it will never happen again. So again, the two Pshatim, are one of them is talking about the nature of the experience of the event itself, the nature of the voice. It was an unwavering voice. And secondly, it's not the event itself, but the event as compared to future events, that it's a one-time event. Lo Yosef means it's not going to happen again. And again, both of those points put together the uniqueness and the special nature of the event of, um, of Harsina. Okay, have a good job, everybody.